hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having a blessed, amazing day. As always, I'll be on the Hagman Report tonight, so we got a lot of stuff going on there, and give a few people some updates on the website. The product of the week, the Purple Sticks, are on sale right now for fifteen percent off. And as I mentioned the other day, I've had a lot of people trying to get stuff faster, and some of them don't want to call in or they're busy and they just want to do it online. So we now have an expedited shipping option in the checkout now because the rates have been going up and down all across the board. We're trying to ship the packages out with expedited shipping as fast as we physically can. So majority of these packages are going out three-day select. Some of them are going out second-day air, and that's all included in the expedited shipping option. So if you're wanting something fairly quick and you need it you know, in a hurry from UPS, it's the best option unless you want to call us and get a very specific rate. If you want like next day air, early AM, we still have that option, but we have to do that over the phone because that can that can vary very, very differently depending where you're at. So be sure to check it out on the website. Also, too, Dan and I talked about this yesterday, and I told you guys a few weeks ago, Amazon pretty much was coming after us for the zinc glycinate formula. As everybody knows, I absolutely loathe Amazon. However, I do have an Amazon account for Health Masters that we use to basically market and advertise our products. Most of the products on there I have um, much higher than I have on the website. I encourage people to come directly to the website, and I'll give you a much better deal. And the only reason I do it is to pretty much use Amazon Marketplace as a marketing tool that's pretty much free, and I don't really sell anything on there. Well, apparently now they're doing everything they can to try to crack down on small business owners. And what they have now sent a letter from as of June 7th, if we do not comply to all of their demands, they will be removing all of our nutritional supplement listings off their website of Amazon.com. We'll not be able to sell anything on there. And what they want is they want a full catalog of every single product we carry on Amazon, along with a finished product certificate of analysis, along with the valid ISO certificate showing the accreditation body and accreditation number that it was submitted less than 12 months ago. They want the name and address of our laboratory, They want all the information relating to the Certificate of Analysis Laboratory. They want all the results from the laboratory assay performed to support the amount per unit on each supplement claim. We must also include a reference to each test method used for each dietary ingredient listed. They want all actual data and observations, and along with them, they need to be recorded rather than nonspecific passes or conforms. They want all the actual raw data of each ingredient that passes testing along with all the dietary ingredient names, where they're coming from, when they basically have been acquired, and the manufacturing facilities information along with everything. Now, if that sounds a bit excessive, it is. It's designed to be excessive. What they're trying to do now is they're trying to push out any and all small businesses off Amazon so they can take over. And if you do decide you want to comply with this, Amazon loves to knock people's stuff off. They love to take over small businesses. I have personally known of two small companies that Amazon has completely put under directly, was personally witnessed it and saw it. And so now what happens, say I submit 
all this information to Amazon. I mean, th- this is private information, by the way. People do not disclose this information for obvious reasons because you could simply go in and say, okay, I have all the information, all the ISO numbers, all the certificate of labs, manufacturing facility, everything. Well, now Amazon can go in, find out what's the top five products that I carry on Amazon. They contact the manufacturers. They say, we want to manufacture this product. Here's all of the information that's proprietary that nobody's supposed to have. We have it right here. We want you to replicate this exact product. But we're going to order 100,000 bottles of it as our first batch run. So we want it cheaper than anybody else. And that's exactly what they do. Then they get it in. They rebrand it. Amazon, great value brand, whatever they want to call it. They undercut you by 20, 30, 40%. They sell it cheaper than you are actually paying for it. And boom, all of a sudden your sales go kaput and they own your entire market share that you just handed them on a silver platter so you can simply try to comply. This is why I've told you a long time ago, I do not support anything Amazon's about. That's why I never buy anything from Amazon, and I've encouraged most of my friends and family to completely and totally disavow Amazon from any and all sales and usages at all because this is what they're doing. At a time right now, where we have people quitting simply to go on unemployment. We have all kinds of businesses shuttering across the country right now. Amazon ironically decides they want to pull this stunt right now. Give me a break. This isn't the first time they started selling something on Amazon. This isn't the first time people sold vitamins on Amazon. I talked to a friend of mine in Montana yesterday, and he basically told me that there's a huge issue right now in Montana, because all these businesses are closing down. He said Montana coffee traders out of Kalispell, they're huge. I went up there. Dad and I went up there. They had great organic pastries, everything. They've shut down their Kalispell location now. Wild uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, multiple locations they've shut down, or they're shutting down on like Sundays and Mondays now because they don't have enough staff to fill. And he said what's going on is people can simply go, they want to stay home for their safety. They want to stay home and go on unemployment for their safety. And so now they just basically sit at home. And now you saw the bumbling buffoon. He now is talking about the new spending plan, another trillion-dollar spending plan. Part of that is going to include having a federal budget that allows individuals to get up to $4,000 a month for paid leave in the event as a social safety net. The initiative known as the American Families Plan will allocate hundreds of billions of dollars to funding and establishing a guaranteed federal paid leave program for every American, which will provide 12 weeks of paid leave at $4,000 a month or $1,000 a week for workers to take off to care for a new child, an ill family member, recovering from a health issue, deal with military deployment, recover from an illness, address domestic violence, take off for a death in the family, and the list goes on. This is Socialism 101 right in front of our face showing us what they're planning on doing. Once you start telling people that pretty much they can come up with any reason they want and they can make $1,000 a month on top, of everything else that they basically have been getting and subsidized in federal grants, there will be no living with anybody. Nobody's going to be doing anything anymore. And then they'll roll in the automation, the robots, the kiosk, and slowly phase out all the businesses and all the small companies because, let's face it, even if you're paying your employees 
15, 16, 17, 18 dollars an hour, if all of a sudden they can find up excuses to take off work and get a thousand dollars a week, you better believe they're going to do it because they're already doing it with six hundred dollars a week. This is where we're at right now. So understand. All these things are connected right now. These are not coincidental all of a sudden. They're getting the stage set. They're getting everything into place. So, again, that's why I encourage people, continue to support small local businesses. Continue to stay away from these big, giant corporations that have been shielded, protected, and handed billions of dollars over the last year because they are the globalist businesses, and you want to do your best you can to stay away from them, Dad. What do you think? Well, a very good summary, Austin. And and the sad part about it is is that people, once you give them a crutch, you create a cripple. And you see that over and over and over again. You know, you start giving people subsidies, they don't want to work anymore. You start giving people subsidies, they quit their jobs. You start giving people subsidies, and they just want to sit around the house or go play pool or Go ride a four wheeler. I mean, I, I talked to my buddy at the bike shop. His sales are through the roof on, on four by fours and side, side by size and, and, and bikes and try, you know, and motorcycles. And I mean, through the roof you know, on all the inventory he can get because people are sitting around the house now, you know, bringing in $700 a week thinking, well, I want to go learn how to ride a motorcycle. I want to learn how to drive a side by side. I want to go out four wheeling. And so they find other things to do and they get into a leisure state. And that leisure state is extremely destructive mentally, and it's extremely destructive to economies because the United States government doesn't produce anything. It only taxes people and creates fiat money with the help of the central banks, which allows them to go out and basically subsidize everybody at this point and also subsidize corporations and, 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 but they don't create anything. The jobs program with the federal government is always an abysmal failure. They may have to spend you know, $100,000 to generate $20,000 of extra added GDP. I mean, it's insanity how bad it is. It's because they're not entrepreneurial mindsetted. Uh, that kind of sounds funny, entrepreneurial mind. I guess it would be they don't have an entrepreneurial mindset. And, and the sad part about it is is that that's what the communists always do. Then pretty soon you have, you have let's say in the United States, you have 97% employment rate, and you have 97 people pulling a big cart. You know, you know, full of the three percent who don't want to work or who can't work, who are basically either handicapped or old or infirmed or whatever. So you got 97 percent pulling the other three percent. That's pretty easy. Pretty easy. You've got 97 strong people pulling that cart. Well, then all of a sudden somebody says, well, you don't have to pull the cart anymore. You can ride in the cart. So about half the people jump up and they jump in the cart now. And now you got, you know, about 50 people pulling 50 people. And then you can still pretty much get away with that if you have to, as long as you got good bearings and good tires and you're not on an uphill slope you can make it kind of coast but then all of a sudden they give you more subsidies and now all of a sudden you got you know 85 people being pulled by 15 people and all of a sudden now it's inverted now you have three people pulling 97 people that's impossible it can't be done so what ends up happening is you gradually have a degradation of the economies and the degradation of the lifestyles finally the people that are taxing the three percent the three percent finally say screw it excuse my language i'm done and they jump in the cart, and the economy grinds to a screeching halt. Suddenly, you are where the USSR was back in 1989, 1990, when they can't even feed themselves because everybody wants to sit around the house and wait for the other farmers who are working to produce the food. But then the truckers don't want to bring the food to the market, do they? I heard one of these idiot congresswomen the other day, and I'm not picking on her because she's a woman, but she was an idiot. 
She goes, you don't seem to understand. We don't need farmers. We have grocery stores. That's what she said. That was, that was, that was her quote. We don't need farmers. We have grocery stores. We don't need farms. We have grocery stores. She, the, the concept has eluded her that the groceries come from the farms. She didn't get it. And it's like that one congressman a few years ago who I think they were talking about the island of Guam. And they said, well, we can't put more people on the island of Guam because it might tip over. And, and he was serious. He was absolutely – he thought it was like a raft floating out in the ocean. So this is the problem that you run into when you put these morons in the office. They really don't know what they're doing or what they're saying. Now, speaking of morons, we got to talk about Germany for one second. Germany arguably was the third, fourth largest economy in the world. I mean, all your BMWs, all your Volkswagens, all your Mercedes, all your Porsche, all of these different, all your Audis are all coming out of Germany and all of their subsidiary factories. It was a giant economic powerhouse in Europe. It was. And basically, it carried the EU. And Germany never ran budget deficits. It always ran budget surplus because the Germans basically saved money. They basically were very careful with what they spent. And they made sure that they worked hard, have a very strong work ethic in Germany. So they couldn't find a way to get Germany in debt to basically make them so they would be massively indebted like the United States is with the Federal Reserve Bank because they kept producing more and more. Their, their exports exceeded their, their total costs every year. So they had a positive net com- income coming in to, as far as capital. So what they did, it made them sign off on the Italian debt. They made them sign off on the Greece debt. It didn't matter. Germany still pumping away, still moving. Like I said, all the guys pulling the card. And also they said, well, if that doesn't work, we're going to bring in millions of unskilled immigrants. Well, that one took a bite on Germany. That one took a bite. And so you have to ask yourself a question. Why would they do this? Well, see, at the heart of communism, people say that it's godless. That's not true. It's not true. They're not godless at the heart of communism. Karl Marx and all the guys and Lenin, all the rest of them were Kabbalists. They were Luciferians. You know, we know that Stalin was a high-level Mason and a Satanist. We know that Winston Churchill was a high-level Mason and a Druid. We know all of these people. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a Mason. Woodrow Wilson was a Mason. You know, we've got, you know, all of these different people. Harry Truman was a Mason. So we have the Masonic lodges involved with their secret societies. We've got the bloodline families and we have the international bankers. But the heart of this is not atheism. The heart of this is Kabbalah. Now, what it is, it is Jesusless. It is not godless. It is Jesusless. If you go to the United States Capitol building and you go to the rotunda, they have all of these gods painted looking down on the people from the top of the rotunda. But Jesus isn't there. There's no Jesus. Because in the Masonic lodges, it's illegal or not permitted or forbidden, whatever you want to say, to even call on the name of Jesus. I remember years ago, I went to a Demolay meeting, one, and we left the meeting and the next day, it was a professor, teacher, history teacher, geography teacher from my middle school. I was in seventh grade. I was probably 12 years old. And he said to me, what do you think about the meeting last night? He had invited me to the Demolay meeting. And I said, well, they keep talking about Lord this and Lord that, uh, Mr. Grulick. And I said, but the reality is, is what Lord are they talking about? You know, where's Jesus? Why are we using calling on his name, you know, on the great I am's name, on Jesus? I mean, a little 12-year-old asking him this. I was never invited back. I guess he's afraid I was going to go over there and start talking about Jesus. Well, the problem is, is they don't want to talk about Jesus because they're godless as far as Jesus is concerned, but they're Kabbalists. Now, why did I say all that today? Ronald Reagan warned us of communism. He warned us and warned us and warned us what they would do to the country and what they would do to the world. He did. 
He tried to tell everybody back in the 50s and the 60s. He literally did thousands of speeches talking about communism. That's why he was such a good orator. He worked you know, with General Electric. He was all over the TV, all over the airways, including his acting. He was basically politicking, even at that age, trying to get a national name for himself, and he did. He warned us, what did they have to do? Several months into his presidency, they had to shoot him with a Hinckley. And, of course, then George H. took over, who was head of the CIA, is still probably running the CIA or involved with the CIA at that time, and then ran the Reagan White House for you know 12 years or eight years, excuse me, and then th- four years his own time at the White House, so they have a total of 12 years running everything. Now, I know George H. He's really a nice guy in person. Now, he was wicked to the core. When you start going back into his research, you look at Prescott Bush's daddy was one of the best friends with Adolf Hitler, and Prescott Bush basically tried to do a coup of the United States of America to install a fascist dictatorship like they had in Germany in 1933, and he enlisted Smedley Butler, World War, World War I, twice Congressional Medal of Honor winner. So why am I telling you all this today? Because I want to talk to you about Germany for a second. You say, well, why does that matter? Who cares about Germany? Well, they've had to destroy Germany. Why? Now, if you're on ST Brewer Instagram, you got this yesterday, and I'm going to read it to you right now. I'll give you a, a, a photograph of it. Angela Merkel, let's go back to who she was. I told you all, all repeatedly that she was a hardcore communist raised in East Germany. We've also sent you a picture on the ST Brower Instagram account of her walking around in her communist uniform as one of the leaders in communist East Germany. Born Angela Dorothea Kostner, K-A-S-N-E-R, on July the 17th, 1954, her father, Hurst Kostner, was a communist sympathizer, and her mother, Herlin Gents, a communist and a member of the Social Democratic Party of Germany, Communist Democratic Party of Germany. Merkel was educated in East Germany and leader of the official communist-led youth movement, Free German Youth. Thus well-schooled in Bolshevites, Marx, Lenin, and Trotsky. The biography of Merkel shows that she was a supreme and very visible young communist official in East Germany, responsible for propaganda and agitation. Many people say she's also a dual Israeli citizen, though I cannot verify that. Beyond leading the Young Communist League, Merkel also held high rank in the socialist Einheitspartei Deutschland, which was the leading Marxist-Leninist party of East Germany. I'm going to repeat this. Merkel also held a high rank in the Socialistische Einheitspartei Deutschland which was the leading Marxist-Leninist party of East Germany. Members of this party enjoy special privileges denied to ethnic Germans in East Germany after World War II. For example, only closely trusted members of the Communist Party were allowed to travel to Western countries like West Germany, where she made a name for herself, and Merkel often traveled traveled to West Germany and other Western nations. Then she became chancellor. Now, she has that look in her, when you see her, she looks like a doe in the headlights. She looks completely and totally innocent, and she could never do anything wrong. She talks real soft, and she tries to be real nice. No, she's a complete and total, probably Jezebel Kabbalist witch. I'm just telling you that right now. With what this woman has done to Germany, with one lockdown after another lockdown, with all of these businesses going out of business in Germany, all of the bakeries going out of business, all of the you know family-owned bakeries, all of the businesses. My relatives are there. They're telling me it's like a nightmare. Everything's shut down. Everybody's out of business. Everybody's on unemployment. She's crushing and destroying Germany, according to my own relatives. And I warned them that she was a communist. 
So I wanted to read you this today to make you understand what she believes and what she's involved in. Then I want to read you one other thing here, and this is very, very important because this was written by a Cuban. He's a Cuban refugee, and he said that Americans have digested the poison pill of communism. Whoa, wait a minute. Former Cuban refugee, Maximo, I posted this on the Health Masters website. Former Cuban refugee, Maximo Alvarez, wanted, warned in a speech at the Republican National Convention last summer that many Americans have swallowed the poison pill of communism, but now he says they've digested it. In an interview Wednesday with Lisa Booth, he called witnessing his recalled witnessing during his childhood dictator Fidel Castro's elimination of human rights. Then he fled, basically, to America in 1961. He goes on to say, not only have the Americans swallowed the pill of communism, they have digested it. Alvarez replied, listen to the media. They are no longer objective. You can tell how much they hate this country. Look at our academia, he said. Our kids are not being are being indoctrinated towards communism. They are taught that America is a bad country. We're a bunch of racists and we're bad people and we have to pay back. Alvarez said if this country was racist, he goes, I wouldn't be here. He goes, most of us wouldn't be here because even some people in your family came from another country, he said. He's a conformity that feels terrifyingly familiar today. He said we're following the exact same footprint that they did in Cuba. Guys, I'm, I've told you guys and I've warned you so many times when they take your rights away. And Austin and I have pleaded with you for the past year. Don't wear the masks. Now we've warned you repeatedly about what these injection devices are. They're not vaccines. Okay? They're not giving you a dead portion of a virus. They're giving you an RNA device to change your cellular function to produce spike proteins. This is not a vaccine. We've warned you not to do this. We pleaded with you not to do this. We've warned you about the vaccines. We've warned you and said, look, the masks are unbelievably unhealthy. They're a sign of submission. Now, Rob Biden is saying that we will forever pretty much be wearing masks outside, and so will children. I mean, this is all forcing us into a submissive role of bootlickers in the United States. And the thing, Austin, that shocks me more than anything else, and I mean this very sincerely because I love the United States of America, is how many bootlickers we have here. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's absolutely mind-boggling how many people – here in the United States are completely and totally sold out to this idea of communism, socialism, and they've digested the communist pill. And they don't even realize it's a communist pill because we don't call it communism anymore. We don't talk about Marx and Lenin. We don't talk about Engel and all the other guys who wrote these communist manifestos 150, 60, 70 years ago. All we talk about is socialism and progressivism, right? That's how we look at it. So we've taken that label of communism off this movement, and we've made it something good, something positive. It is not. It's right from the pit of hell. All of it is because it teaches you to subject yourself to the state. The only God we have is the great I am. The only knee should bow is to the great I am and to Jesus Christ. That's the only place that you bow. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. But they're teaching us to follow the state, believe in the state, do what the state says. And they've programmed the people of the United States to be complete and total sheep. Guys, we're in trouble. And if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, we'd all be hosed. Because the covenant we have with him through the great I am allows us to be victors in Jesus. 
guys, all they're going to have is a brief momentary time on this planet of doing this, and God's going to snap them tight again. But remember, that time they have here can be very debilitating for all of us that are still here in this body, in this flesh. That's why we ought to stand together as one, as one voice. I, I love you guys. I appreciate you. you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for supporting local businesses and other people that you know are telling you the truth. And quite frankly, I urge you to try to find somebody else who just told you what I just told you. <laughs> I mean, this I don't know why, again, we have such, such original content on this show. But this is what's going on right now. We have to understand who's doing it. It's the Kabbalists who run the international banking cartel who are directly linked to the ancient Canaanite religions of worshiping Moloch, Asherah, and Baal. All the way through, written in a book called the Zohar, which they follow, which is a book of witchcraft and spells and demonic, how should I say, you know, worship. That's all it is. Always remember this, guys. Also, what do you think of what's your next story? Well, that's very well said. That was a great summary on that. And the reason why they try to do everything they can to steer clear of using the communist term, which you and I both repeatedly say it because I want people to understand this exactly what this is. Because as soon as people hear communism, a lot of people think China, communist China. China is the poster child for communism and why you don't want communism. They are a clear-cut example on how horrific it is to live under that over there. Full social credit score. You can't do anything without permission. You can't basically preach and talk about Jesus at all. There's so much restrictions. It's insane over there in that country. And I feel sorry for a lot of the people there because a lot of the people there are great people. But the government is completely and totally nightmarish. And that's exactly what they did with COVID. All COVID has been has been a infiltration of communism into the United States. It was designed to set up the the big government control, so to speak, by introducing this never-ending public health crisis. Because I, I told you guys yesterday or last year, remember I kept saying, I said, this isn't going to be over. <laughs> Once they set up this unchecked big government and it's all this – Public health crisis. It's a public health crisis. We have to keep doing this. I mean, have you seen how many executive orders they keep signing? Everything's through decree right now. And most people don't even have a problem with it. Oh, well, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that. Another $2 billion now we're going to blow? Or excuse me, $2 trillion? Just going to keep piling on the debt? And the problem that I have with it is it's not just about me. It's about my kids. And as I get older, I can't with a good conscience look back and go, you know what? It's, it is what it is. It just kind of happened. We, we, we went along with it because it was easier to get along. No, it's not easier to get along because once they own you, there is no living with them anymore. There is no freedom. There is no speech. There are no guns. There are no rights. There's nothing. So I told you yesterday, a lot of what they want to do is they want to be able to come in and tax you by how much you move around. They want to go in and basically restrict how much electricity you can use at your house and limit it and say, hey, listen, your AC can only go down to 79 degrees. Anything below 79 degrees, you're going to pay $500 an hour to cool your house down because it's for the greater good, right? Because it's a public health crisis because of global warming. That's what this entire thing has been about. And now what we've seen is the government has abused these emergency orders and begin normalizing this rule by decree. They just decree – there's a mask mandate. You have to follow it. And people just blindly went, oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll wear a mask. 
You have to shut your business down. It's a decree. They go, oh, oh, oh I got to shut my business down. It's for, it's for the greater good, right? It's public health emergency. Not by consensus, by decree. My friends, that is textbook tyranny if you ever saw it. And it's all for your own good, they say. While we continue to suffer and lose freedoms one after another after another, it's for your good. It's for your safety. Remember, it's for your protection. We're doing it for your protection, guys. This is, this is all about you. This is a government by the people because the government's the people. <laughs> Biden said that the other night in that speech. I just started laughing. I said, this this guy, they, they made sure they got his teleprompter lined up because he is just a babbling buffoon. That's why if you looked at the YouTube videos as far as where they were playing his speech, they were overwhelmingly like 20 to 1 as far as thumbs down. He'd have like 1,200 thumbs up. He'd have like 15,000 thumbs down, like right when it started. I mean, people don't buy it. But the problem is people have to start getting more vocal. Like that incident that happened in Vail, Arizona yesterday, I told you about it, two days ago with the school board. They're all saying now that they're going to fight tooth and nail, that they have basically – kicked out the school board. Of course, the media said, oh, it was a it was a big show of force and nothing happened and they, they were out of line and everything. I don't, I don't think the parents are out of line, nor do I think they're going to back down off this. They're done with it. This is how much power we have if we want to execute it. People fail to realize it. It's like when people say, oh, you, you, I can't go there. I can't do this. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be able to do that. Why? Why? If there's a will, there's a way. If you want to do something, figure out how to do it. It's like if you walk in a business, they tell you to wear a mask. The answer is no. No, I'm not going to do it. If they decide they want to be a communist business, then just don't go there anymore. Trust me, there's many businesses all over the place that are willing to do business with you. This is something people have to start doing in unison together because it's not going to stop. For example, now in Canada, the politicians, including the minister Justin Trudeau, hardcore communist Muslim, has basically come in now, and they have now introduced new legislation because they have been getting hammered so much on social media. And the memes and the jokes and the slamming of Trudeau on social media has gotten so bad, they are now introducing legislation that will censor the entire Canadian Internet and make it politically correct. They said, citing the threat of hate speech and hurtful language, Trudeau wants to force all social media platforms, including Facebook and Twitter, to start immediately removing any content that is offensive. Once the publication is flagged, it will be taken down within 24 hours of having been flagged. A new regulatory body will be established on the taxpayer dime to police all Internet content. If tech giants refuse or fail to comply, they will incur penalties that will have to be paid to the Canadian government. Are you kidding me right now? This, this is China. This is exactly what they've done in China. This is why you can't go on many websites in China. They have a full filter on the Internet on China. You can't just look anything up. You can't go on forums. You can't go on columns. You can't go write stuff on there. And if you do get caught doing it and you hack the firewall, you go on it, they immediately shut down your Internet privilege. Because remember, in order to get on the Internet in China, you have to have like an Internet ID card. So anything you do, every keystroke, everything is monitored right to you, linked right to you. You can't have a bouncing IP address like we have here in the country if we want to do so. You can't have an anonymous computer. You can't do any of that. You've got to have a complete and total login with the government so they know everywhere you go, everything you search, and they can monitor every aspect of your life. This is where they're taking it. And for some odd reason, 
a large percentage of the American populace either want to be controlled, they want to be basically submitted, or they simply are just so blind they don't realize what's happening. A lot of them are just happy to get their stimulus check and their Social Security or their unemployment or whatever check they're getting right now that a lot of people are just like, okay, well, I don't want to rock the boat. So I'm just going to go along with it. I'm telling you, the COVID lie is not going to stop until we make it stop. The lockdowns, the masks, like Dad said, they're talking about doing masks. I mean, when the CDC comes out and says, oh, if you've been fully vaccinated, we'll allow you to go outside with other people that have been vaccinated without a mask. You know, we're, we're, we're generous. Reminds me of that movie, 300, when King Leonidas is talking to Xerxes. And this guy's a complete and total narcissistic maniac. I mean, you can read about Xerxes and some of the stuff he was involved in. Dude was sick. And he walks up to Xerxes. He goes, you will find I'm I'm a very generous god. And and Leonidas goes, "Eh, you know, I don't don't think I can kneel to you. I I got a bad cramp from killing all your men earlier. I'm just not going to be able to kneel to you today, bud. That's going to be a real problem for me. (laughs) I always love that part because it just is funny how they show these guys, and this is how a lot of these clowns have gotten, like these governors, like Newsom and other ones now. They act like they're King Xerxes, like, we're we're very generous. We'll let you go outside without a mask if you get a shot. This is something we can never tolerate, nor we can ever pretend to actually even indulge these clowns to make them think they've given us these rights. Live your life. Be with your family, hang out with your friends, run your business, be an American, and raise little Americans. That is part of living in this country, and it is not only an obligation right now. It is our duty to do that as Americans, and we owe it to everybody that's fought and died for this country. We really do, because right now we're doing all of them a disservice if we continue to allow this to go on and on and on and pretend like we're going to ask for our rights back. You don't ask. You take them back because they were never theirs to take from the beginning. Continue to support your local businesses, my friends, and get this information out there. What do you think, Dad? Yeah, I think 1776. I think that the people that basically formed the United States of America had enough of King George that the people realized that they didn't want to be peasants again. They didn't want to be peasants. They didn't want. They didn't want to. They were in another country. They didn't have to be peasants. They were still peasants under the British tyranny and British monarchy. They were still peasants. And you know, unless you were a nobleman or a landowner in the new colonies, you basically didn't have any standing. And they had enough of it. They said, "No more. We don't want to be anybody else's, you know, you know, peasant." It's bad enough we were dealing with all these indentured servants coming over all the time that basically sold themselves into servitude, including whites and Irish and everybody else, basically getting their passage on the ship just to get out of. Europe and out of England, working six or seven years as slaves in the colonies just to cover the cost of their passage on the ship to basically be free. And finally, they all kind of got together and said, hey, look, we've had about enough of this. You know, we got these taxes on the liquor. We got the taxes on the, you know, on the tea. We got the taxes on everything. We have no representation whatsoever. We have to petition King George to show us mercy so he doesn't hang us from the bridge like they do over in England. And we've had enough of it. And, and by the way, you know, we're going to go ahead and grab some muskets and we're going to go toe to toe with these, you know, British regulars. We've had enough. They forced themselves into our homes. They, they'd say, we're going to take over your house now. We're going to live with you. You got to take in all these British troops. And they're going to, you're going to feed them and let them live with you. Yeah. All that, all that, all that. They were doing all that. And all of a sudden you end up, you end up in a situation where, you know, the people are going, you know what? I had enough. 
And also remember they had listened, they had issued Colonial Script. And they are, there you go. Now we're talking about something, aren't we? And they were getting away from a central bank, and they'd never had a central bank, and they were actually being able to print debt-free currency. And you know, the Rothschild banking cartel, which by this time had already taken over England because of the Napoleonic Wars and what was going on over there. Because remember, I told you this the other day. The Rothschild banking cartel had taken over pretty much all of the monarchies of Europe through debt and through loaning them money through control. And what happened in 1812, the Russian czar had paid off most of these monarchies, the debt they owed to the Rothschild banking cartel, and the Rothschild banking cartel swore a blood vengeance on the Russian czar and his family. And a little over 100 years later, they basically bayoneted and shot and machine gunned his entire family and all the heirs and killed everybody. And then basically put Russia into a, how should I say, into a communist nightmare, a totalitarian nightmare with up to 100 million dead, according to some estimates. And that was all because of the fact that the czar paid off the debt in 1812, and these guys swore a blood oath. Remember, these guys don't think about stuff in, you know, in 20-year segments or 50-year segments or whatever. They don't care. It's 100 years. They don't care. It's taken, some, it's taken 100 and, what, 108 years now to cripple the United States through debt because we were so strong. We were the largest creditor nation in the world in 1913. They couldn't have that. They couldn't allow that. They had to go into a situation where they were printing currency, not printing the interest, never allowing us to pay the debt back. I'm going to, I'm going to explain that one more time. I haven't done that in a long time. Let's say I decided to go buy the island of Grenada. I don't have that kind of money, but let's say I did. And I bought the island of Grenada, and I basically had all the indigenous people there, but now they don't have any basically currency to use, so I've got to get some currency, but I'm out of cash because I just bought the island of Grenada. So I go to, let's say, Rothschild, Inc., I go to the central bank in the United States and I say, hey, I need you to print up, you know, a hundred million dollars for me. And they say, okay, we'll print up a hundred million dollars for you and we'll make it the island of Grenada Central Reserve Bank. Okay, right. Well, and they're, we're going to charge you seven percent interest, seven point two percent interest. And in 10 years, you'll owe another hundred million in interest. Everybody stay with me. And I, my response is, okay, great. So they give me a hundred million dollars. I know they're good for it. We start spending it. We do infrastructure. We do roads. We do bridges. We do everything else. Well, in seven years, I go back to them, and now they say, oh, by the way, you now owe us the $100 million you originally borrowed plus another $100 million in interest. Here's the caveat. They never printed the interest. So even if I wanted to pay them back the $200 million that I now owe, I could only give them back $100 million, and I still owe $100 million. Plus, now I've completely collapsed the M1 money supply, money in circulation, and we're starting all over again. I'm $100 million in debt. That's what they did with the Federal Reserve Bank. Oh, don't worry about this money. We can do the roaring 20s. We can massively expand the money you're borrowing from us. Oh, don't worry about what happens with World War II. You can massively expand the money that you're borrowing. Oh, don't worry about what you're doing with inflation. Oh, don't worry about any of that stuff. So pretty soon, even, you know, right now we're probably, we're about a quadrillion dollars, not including derivative debt exposure in the United States. Let's just say, let's use that. That'd be a thousand trillions. We've only got about, 20, 30 trillion printed. So we're like 970 trillion short if we wanted to pay it back. It can't be paid back. It's impossible. The debt can never be paid back. They do this every single time. That's why fiat currencies always fail. That's the simple explanation of what they've done to us. So they can say, well, we're going to go ahead and give you another $3 trillion stimulus, another $3 trillion stimulus, another $3 trillion stimulus, until pretty soon the country is so in debt they can't pay the interest on the debt and it defaults. 
and nobody buys our bonds, and they're smart. They have our treasury bills, and they what they do, they monetize the debt that we're borrowing against treasury bills and bonds that the government puts out, and then they sell that debt to other countries so that we can't just say, we're not going to pay you, Rothschild Banking Cartel. Well, now we're not. We now we don't pay all that bill, all the debts and all the treasury bills and all the bonds back. That means we don't pay China. We don't pay Russia. We don't pay Germany and all the citizens and all of those countries that have invested in our debt instruments. That's what they've done. So they've basically enslaved the entire planet by putting another Rothschild banking cartel, another Rothschild banking cartel. Of course, in our country, they call it the Federal Reserve Bank, which is the Rothschild Federal Reserve Bank, if you want to know what it is. And this is how they do everything. And this, and this is how they completely could collapse economies. And they get the third world countries and not only do the, the, the debt with the Federal Reserve Banks in all of their countries, they also bring in the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and they loan them billions, if not trillions of dollars against their natural resources, against their oil, coal, gold, copper, iron, ore, all of it. And then what ends up happening is they default in this great cartel of international corporations managed and funded through the Rothschild banking cartel, then comes in and seizes the assets of these countries putting them into more poverty because now only can they not pay the bills back. They don't even own the natural resources in their own country anymore. They were trying to get Greece a few years ago to start selling off islands. I kid you not because, you know, the Greece is like a giant archipelago. There's literally hundreds if not thousands of little bitty islands all around Greece that's all part of Greece. Well, you can sell off this island. You can sell off this island. You can sell off Mykonos. You can sell off this island. You can sell off this island. You can sell off, you know, you know, all these different islands to help pay back the bankers who so turns them all into their little personal hideaways as far as their own little personal islands. That's what they're trying to get Greece to do. Now, whether Greece does it or not, I don't know. But, you know, that's how they do it. And then now what they're doing is they're putting more and more people into bondage because of this silly vaccine they're giving. It's not a vaccine. This, this injection device, the latest information now from Endurovigilance, the European database of suspected adverse drug reaction reports in COVID, is 8,430 people dead in Europe, 354,177 injuries through April 24th, 2021. This is through the European Medicines Agencies. You say, well, what the heck? They're not telling us on the mainstream news. No, why would they tell you that on the mainstream news? They're not going to ever tell you anything on the mainstream news because the mainstream news is all a bunch of lies because it's controlled by the same cabalists that run everything else. By the way, a Wisconsin Catholic priest has now defied authority and has warned his congregation on the dangers of COVID vaccines. Here's what he said. Do not be anyone's guinea pig. Dear family, the COVID injection is not a vaccine, period. It is not an injection of a lesser version of the illness, but rather an experimental use of a genetic altering substance that modifies your body. Your temple of the Holy Spirit. It is not a vaccine, and the use of that word bears false witness to the truth. <laughs> and then he goes on and on and on to do this. I'm going to go ahead and take a, take a shot of this too, and I'm going to go ahead and print this. I send it out on the FT Brewer Instagram account. Guys, it's so important that we stay connected together. So please sign up for Sharon's ST Brower account. Go to the Health Masters news site as often as you can and get all that current information. It's very, very, very important. In fact, Governor Christy Noah has now banned vaccine passports in South Dakota. So she's getting back on track again, which I like that girl. She's a good-looking woman, and she's really, really smart. And quite frankly, we need governors like her and presidents like her and Governor DeSantis in different countries all over the world, along with my personal friend, Grady Judd, as Attorney General. What do you think, Austin, and what's your next story? 
Absolutely. I mean, the, this whole thing with this jab, I mean, you got to be living under a rock now to actually think this thing is safe. And now they've been doing these these drive-in shots as far as you get your RNA injection. California Highway Patrol just released a statement yesterday. A 73-year-old man was driving his Nissan Titan back from getting his drive-through injection, ended up passing out, going into a full-blown seizure and wrecking his truck. I mean, after it was like within like 30 minutes of getting the shot. There's another video that surfaced now that was very strange. A guy posted it online, and uh, he says less than five minutes from getting God knows what injected inside them, two people over here started having seizures. First, a gentleman in the red car was watching a shock as the driver next to him was having a seizure. Little did he know he was about to have one. I called the medics to help. They have a procedure where after you get the shot, you have to wait in the car for 15 minutes if something goes wrong to honk your horn, and someone will show up. Well, these folks to my left just passed out into a seizure with no warning. So he started recording it, and uh, with the medics going over there to the cars, apparently he decided he's not getting the shot. Guys, I don't understand what it is about some people where they're just, they're so terrified. (laughs) They're so terrified because they've been told to be terrified that all logic and reason goes completely out the window. It's odd to me. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen it before. That has a 99.99% survivability rate, but yet you're going to go take a shot now that all over the world we have literally seen tens of thousands of people drop dead. And you get to the point now where, I mean, even some individuals in the Catholic realm are starting to wake up. St. James, less Catholic church, Father James Altman, now put out a bulletin basically that said absolutely under no circumstances is he recommending anybody getting this injection. He said, do not be anyone's guinea pig. Be opinionated and be informed. The COVID injection is not a vaccine, period. It is not an injection of a lesser version of the illness like Dad was just talking about. So you now have Catholic priests that are coming in now and calling this out. Guys, this doesn't this is starting to become a serious trend where people are starting to realize what's happening. Make it go bigger. Get the information out there. Talk about what's going on. Do not live in fear. And it's ironic because so many people that I've seen that claim to be Christians and claim to be, you know, part of Christian movement sit there and take this out of fear. And it's ironic. Uh, mom, that was talking about S.T. Brower. She posted on something the other day that was excellent. It says over 300 times in the Bible, God tells his people not to be afraid. It is one of the most single repeated commands in scripture. Do not be afraid. Isn't that funny? But yet all they've told us to do is be scared. That was one thing that the mask was all about from the very beginning. It was a reminder to be scared. I told people that at first, and they literally laughed at me. They're like, oh, you need to stay back. I don't I don't want to get sick from you. You may be an asymptomatic spreader. And I said, there you go right there. The masks were designed to keep people in a state of fear. If nobody was wearing masks and we had this alleged COVID-19 running around, people probably be a little bit more cautious with their sanitation, washing their hands. But for the most part, not a whole lot would have changed, right? People probably would have still tried to open up their businesses. Maybe some people would have complied and locked down. But for the most part, nobody would have really thought about COVID 24-7, 365. The masks were there to remind people 
to be scared. Every time you saw somebody wearing a mask, you were reminded of COVID. Every time you went into a store and saw the signs to wear a mask, you were reminded to be fearful of COVID. Every time you went somewhere and got in an altercation by some bumbling buffoon that wanted to argue with you about wearing a mask, you were reminded to be fearful of COVID. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And as clear as days you can read throughout the entire Bible, do not be afraid. That is what we're supposed to do, is not be afraid. Yet they continue to scare everybody and remind people to be scared. Because quite frankly, nobody would have really thought much about COVID without masks. We would have heard about it in the news, but majority of people that don't watch the news have been like, whatever. Live your life. See what happens. Stay alive. Take your supplements. Stay up on your vitamin C, D3, and zinc. Make sure you exercise and get fresh air and sunshine and Go on trucking. Keep running your business and doing your life and spending time with your family. The masks were there to remind you to be scared. Always remember that. And that's exactly why they still are being used. This is why Fauci and bumbling buffoon Biden and all the other clowns that constantly keep promoting this do not want the mask to go away. This is why those two doctors I told you about the other day, they basically said that, well, we've seen now that the masks have helped out so much that we think it just needs to be a permanent thing. We just need to recommend everybody wears masks all the time now when they're out in public. They said that. They, they want to make it a permanent thing. This, that's just a new normal of life. Everybody wears a mask everywhere they go now. Well, that's, that's not going to happen for me. I know it's not going to happen down here in Florida. And we've completely intentionally and not complied with a lot of that down here because this is America. And Floridians and Texans and South Dakotans and other states that have been free, they've decided they're going to do the same thing. They're not going to comply with illegal, unconstitutional mandates. Always remember that, my friends. Continue to get the truth out there the best you can. What do you think, Dad? You know, Austin, you made a really good point. Not that you don't always make really good points because I've actually loved listening to you. This was absolutely, <laughs> this was, this was amazing. And I never put it together like this. It's the mask is a symbol of fear. Mask, when you put a mask on your face, it's a warning to other people. It's basically putting a skull and bones poison symbol on your face. Danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger, be afraid. Be afraid. Caution. Caution. Contagion. Death ahead. Death ahead. You're absolutely right, Oz. That's exactly what it means. It says to everybody, oh, my gosh, we have a pandemic. Oh, my gosh, we have this horrible disease that's cycling the planet. Oh, my gosh, I need to stay alive. I need to be scared. I need to be afraid. Yeah. Isn't that what it means? This is satanic symboling again. Because you're right, Austin. The Bible says over and over and over again, fear not. Every time an angel shows up, but the first thing out of his mouth is like, fear not. <laughs> it, must be, it must be pretty frightening to see a 20 or 30 or 40 foot or whatever tall angel, however big these things are. Also, they just pop in and you go, well, wow, that's really big. I mean, <laughs> where did you come from? And immediately, fear not. Fear not. You know, I've been sent by the most high God. And see, this is the thing. When we walk in love and we walk in God's presence, we don't walk in fear. That's the difference. Remember, perfect love casts out fear is what the Bible says. So they're trying to make us all afraid. And they've done a pretty good job of it. Yesterday, I was at Whole Foods. Not Whole Foods. I apologize. I don't go to Whole Foods. I was at the uh, Greenwise, which is the public's version of the you know, organic food store. 
and I wanted to get a kombucha. And there was a girl, basically, she had her head buried in the in the cooler, and she was looking through everything. All I wanted to do was grab a kombucha, so I stepped up behind her, and she she had her mask on. She had one of these big face masks on, you know, with this wild look in her eyes, like somebody was going to basically kill her. And I said, excuse me, and she turned around like I was, like, within six feet of her. I was probably four feet. And she, she, she almost started screaming. I almost started screaming because I was there without a, <laughs> I was there without a mask on, and she flipped, and her eyes got real saucer big, and she's like, and she, and, she, and she jumps away. I said, I didn't mean to scare you. I said, I just want this kombucha. So I grabbed the kombucha, and she looked at me like, oh, my God, the unclean, the unclean, the leper, the leper is here. And he came clear. I mean, it was insane. But Austin's right. It's about fear. Now, a few weeks ago, another story. I had a friend of mine tell me that 5G cell towers have components labeled COVID-19. And I talked about this, you know, here a while back. And now I've got a picture of a 5G cell tower opened up, and it says COV-19 in the transmitter on the inside of the 5G tower. Now, I'm going to post this for you guys to look at it. I can also take a picture of it and send it to you and uh, let Sharon go with the essay Brower thing. Uh, but, but the reality is, is, you know, I don't know if this is accurate or not. I wouldn't want to think that they're actually putting COVID-19 labels and stickers and engravings on the cell towers with 5G just because it would cause too many people to start asking, what the heck are you doing and why does it say COVID-19? So I'm not going to say whether I believe it or not because I don't know. But here's what I will tell you is this. They know the energy field of COVID-19. They know what the frequency is. Could they broadcast that frequency via 5G tower? The answer is yes, it could. They could because they already know what causes fear in you. They know that frequency. They can broadcast that too. They also know the frequency that makes you elated and happy. They can broadcast that frequency also. So is this technology, is it available? Could they use it? Yes. Are we actually finding examples of it now? It looks like we are, but I don't know. I'll send you guys the picture through ST Brower. let you guys think about it, what do you, whatever you think. But guys, always remember this. <laughs> Fear not. For the Lord, the most high God, is with you always. He's omnipresent. He's not sitting up in heaven looking down and going, oh, my gosh, they took me by surprise on this one. No, they didn't. That's why he warned you thousands of years ago that these clowns were going to do this in the book of Revelation. He was already there in the book of Revelation when they were doing it. That's the big problem they've got is that they're not omnipresent, and he is. And so they're always trying to outdo the Most High because they think they can be God themselves, but they're not. They're not omnipresent, nor will they ever be omnipresent, nor will they ever be able to create life. All they do is to, to, can do is to change God's creation. Always remember this, guys. God loves you. For this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it in all things. I appreciate you guys. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Have a wonderful weekend. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Absolutely. And this is what they're wanting, and this is why you can't buy what they're selling. They want everybody to basically huddle around and not do what they're supposed to do and follow orders. No, you don't follow orders of tyrants. This is what I continue to encourage everybody. Healthmasters.com down here. We've done our best to try to keep everybody as healthy and as safe as possible all the time. Not just last year. We've always tried to promote this. This is why I've encouraged people. Make sure you're keeping your immune system strong all the time. That way nobody has an excuse 
Nobody can blame you for anything. Dude, I'm extremely healthy. Got high levels of vitamin D3. I got vitamin C in my system. I got zinc in my system. I'm extremely healthy. I exercise. I'm in good shape. I try to basically keep my cardiovascular system strong and continue to live your life. And that is the best thing that we can do right now is lead by example with that. And on top of that, continue to get the truth out there. Talk to people. Encourage other people. I try to do that when I go places, when I see people that are basically awake. I don't really try to get in verbal altercations and you know conflicts anymore with a lot of people that are morons just because I found that it's, it's such a lesson of futility. It, does, it goes nowhere. I mean, it, it wastes your time, raises your cortisol, and I got way too many other things I got to get done during the day. But people that are on the fence or that are trying to learn, Take a few minutes and encourage them. Yeah, man, I'm glad glad to see you out. I'm glad you're not wearing a mask. Continue to encourage them, to encourage other people. And it's a snowball effect. We can continue to make a positive impact on our community, especially on a local level. That's huge right now. We have to get involved locally as much as possible. Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks on sale. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a fun weekend. Have a safe weekend. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight, and we'll talk to you on this show. Monday, as always, you guys stay safe. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.